0: Hey, peeps, this is Fernie, your resident psychic medium and spiritual teacher, and you're listening to Fernie Unfiltered, where we dive into topics that enlighten, inform and entertain the soul. The first time that you came into my life, that you flew into my life, let's put it that, (laughs) um, was when I was looking for a psychic group to be a part of, or just any kind of like guidance or support for my own development. And I remember looking on meetup.com and you were having this, like the Houston psychic circle. And that was happening. Like, I think what every week, yeah, yeah we're getting together or every week. Yes. Yeah so i i went to one of those and i was super scared super intimidated didn't know what i was walking into you were bald at that time so and i was like who is this woman that's like a female buddha with this wonderful scarf (laughs) because you had this like great precious scarf so i was like who is this person and then once i sat there and listened to you i got super drawn into just your teaching style and the format and i was like this person's cool. I like the energy around this person. And then the other people that were there, I mean, you, you know, in those kinds of groups, you get a mixed bag because you get some people who are really serious about developing and then you get people who aren't really so serious or they think they're serious, but they just want attention. Right. Um, and I, in that time, wanted some attention. So I think that's probably (laughs) one of my issues at that time, but I learned some really, really incredible like exercises and tips for how to develop. And none of that, you were walking us through the exercises. And I think that's what really helped me to get, to get it, to understand that. And I had some of my biggest psychic breakthroughs in that course, in that meetup group. And so I tried to, and and I remember it, like coming home and I'd come to, home to Ed and I'd be so like fired up and just excited that I felt <laughs> like I have an outlet or I have a way to develop this. And I have a way to connect with other people who are taking this seriously. So that's how I found you. And Ever since then, we've become friends, and we've worked together on different things. But you know, I think that just you being that person in my life has been transformative. And so, first of all, I want to thank you for being that for me and initiating, thank you. <laughs> yes, and initiating that that process. But you know, you are a very unique person in that you're you don't shy away from the fact that being. An empath and being a sensitive being a psychic is not an easy thing um what first of all what made you start that group to begin with just like what made you go in that direction
1: okay so you know growing up my mom was very metaphysical mm. and um she'd have me assist her in teaching meditation classes so as a teenager i started teaching um I had a group that I, I had in high school because hmm. you could create your own club. Yeah. Um, I basically put everybody through guided meditation. So I've been huh. doing it since I was 16. So you were doing and, this in
0: like school? <laughs> like in high school, you were teaching in, guided meditation? Well, that's cool. Yeah, because
1: um, I loved what I was doing with my mom and I was like, well, I can do this. Yeah. And so I did it myself, and teachers would come in also. Really? It was like a full room packed wow. of everybody. Um, and I, I, I always felt like, I was on the same level as teachers in school. I I never felt like I was just a kid. Um, So I kind of grew up with this. You know, it was always something encouraged and my life was about it. So um, when I was 21, uh, just shy of 21, um, my my brother, who I was very close to, he was also very spiritual. Mm. um, He was hit by a car and he passed away. Um, It devastated me for about 10 years. (laughs) So I, I did the work on and off, but I was, what you could say, angry at God. Mm. I was, I was angry Mm. that he left. And, um, 10 years go by and I was in a movie theater with my um, husband. And I, I had been in this movie theater so many times, but the movie ended and I wanted to use the restroom. And I looked and I saw there was stairs leading up. And I was like, I didn't know there was a second (laughs) level. So I said, well, I'm going to go check it out. And he's like, okay, he goes the way he always goes. So I went up these stairs. And when I got to the top, I saw there was a restroom on the second level. I was like, wow, okay, this is new. So I I walk in there into the stall. And as soon as I walked in the stall, I burst into tears. Mm. I started sobbing because I felt what I can only describe as – ultimate joy and love. And I knew my brother was there Mm. in that bathroom stall. And I, I closed, I closed my eyes. I sat down, I was crying and I saw him in my mind's eye descending and it was him clearly, but there was so much light and clouds, right? I've never, I've done a lot of mediumship. I've never seen anybody in the light that that my brother was. And I, I mean, everybody knew it, that knew him, that there was something special about him. And he, um, he just descended. He said, it's time. Um, it's time to heal. Mm. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was 2009. And I would say a week or two later, I started Houston psychic circle. Wow. I, I was done with it. I was done with, with the pain.
0: Wow. So yeah. you, in uh, like you created the circle to help you heal essentially by and,
1: and I, and I knew that I had to find other people like me. Mm. And when I, when I had my first class, um, which had Cynthia Krieger, Langreeder uh, Langreeder now, um, she came to it. She's like, Oh, this is where everybody is. Like, you know, we've been <laughs> friends ever since. Yeah. But I realized when I, I started that group, I thought, you know, I'm going to find other psychics. I found a bunch of people who wanted to learn. And they started asking me all these questions. I'm like, well, crap, I think these people need a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll do that. And then, um, like a couple of classes after that, I had somebody actually ask me uh, to take over the classes they were teaching at Center Point, oh. at the old Center mm-hmm. And um, that was in 2009. I said, Can you take over my classes? Nobody's coming to them or something like I just, I can't. It was an angel channeling mm. or angel class. So I went there and I taught there for eight years. Yeah, I just kept teaching because, um, and I'd always have. Tons of people come, and it was uh, wonderful. Yeah.
0: Um, so, do you feel like the process of teaching people and the process of helping others just have an have a, an outlet for their own abilities and their own methods? Do you feel like that's helped you to heal, or has have you noticed a difference in your energy from that time when that first happened?
1: So definitely, I um, I did heal through that, and I found that teaching. Um, working in this like every time I teach, of course I'm putting people through meditation mm. and uh, guided meditation then exercises and so every time I do it, I'm you know I'm getting all the benefit of, of that as well and I realized that that is what was healing me is I was getting to do that work over and over every single week over and over again. And so yeah um, you know 10 12 years of that, has changed me in ways I never you know, expected. Mm. But I did find that I needed, it was, I wanna say it's like medicine to do meditation and channeling. It's something that as an empath who can get really emotional or, or drawn down, uh, pulled down by things in the world, um, that it's been like a saving grace. Mm. It's been something that's helped me in ways I never imagined.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's something I can totally relate to because, and I mentioned this to you before where sometimes when I feel like I'm not grounded or I feel like I'm all over the place or emotionally, I'm just overwhelmed with whatever doing the work, helps me to feel grounded or helps me to feel connected and helps me to feel like there's an anchor there to help me move forward. Um, because you know, when we get caught up in our own whirlwind of stuff, it becomes all you can see. It becomes everything that is there. But then once you focus on somebody else's energy and trying to help them that it's almost like there's a shift that happens within you where all of a sudden, instead of the love coming in and then bouncing back out, because you're not receiving that energy properly, or because you're not expressing it properly, you're actually at this point flowing and sending it out into the world by connecting with someone else or connecting to someone else and helping them and assisting them. So it creates that proper flow. And then we don't have to feel like we're like building that up and building that up. We've got this like momentum to release that energy. So the love not only comes through us, it goes out into people. So whenever I get into that mode, helping people and working with people helps me to take the attention away from looking at myself and fixating on myself and my pain or what I've struggled with or struggling with and kind of fixate on that person and just channeling energy and love and mm-hmm. things to them. And it, that yep. that is such a saving grace. And I think that's probably what you've been doing for like the last 10 years is like <laughs>
1: for a long time doing then. that. Yeah.
0: So doing that, yeah. have you had any other experiences with your brother since that, ex- <clears throat> since that last time?
1: Well, um, I, I guess he has come through, um, in, in my classes, Hmm. you know, teaching mediumship and then having everybody do readings so many times I've had, um, so many classes where one of the students will, will see, usually they see my grandmother, my mom and my brother. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like the Holy Trinity. I don't know. (laughs) The three. (laughs) Around me. Yeah. Yeah they'll they'll describe them, but through the years everybody's always described the same people. Mm. Um my brother's not normally there, but um I do I know he came through a couple of times and, you know, it's been twenty two years or something since he passed away, but um I, you know, I still grief never really mm. goes away, mm-hmm. but it gets easier to manage. Yeah. And as mediums we help people and it helps us. I think that me helping other people with their grief has Help me as well, um, because people on the other side have a lot of um, great insight and make you feel better Mm -hmm. about it. So Mm -hmm. talking to them can really help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For me, (laughs) I've got so much insight from other people. Yeah. I I always
0: tell people like I am just amazed at how much clarity or how much guidance comes from those in spirit. Because like I will be in a session with a client, and I tell them this in the beginning of the session. I'm like, look, I'm going to focus on connecting with the one person you want to talk to. However, FYI people tend to show up that you may not want to talk to. So like I've got a bunch of bastard uncles I wouldn't really want to have anything to do with, but (laughs) if they show up, I have to honor the process. I have to honor, I have to believe that there's a higher power at work there and just go with it. And it may be just for a moment or two, but I'm going to let them share whatever messages they have. And inevitably they come through and they want to either provide validation for the person who's in pain. They want to provide clarity for the person who's in pain, or they simply want to acknowledge that they were mistaken or that they erred or that they caused it and mm-hmm. and own it. And people don't realize how much that can mean to them when they need to hear it yeah. the most. You know, I have a cousin who she stopped me in the grocery store once and she was like, and she knows what I do uh, now. But at the time she was like, you know, my grandfather molested me and, he's dying. He's on his deathbed now and everybody's rallying around him. Like he's the most incredible person in the world, but he, he hurt me and he caused me all of this pain. And I just want him to own up to it. I just want him to acknowledge it. And I'm like, that's going to be tough because people who are on their deathbed, they don't want to see their life. They sometimes don't want to look at what they've done wrongly in this world or what they've messed up in and so they don't really want to acknowledge that right when they're about to cross over so um so she didn't get that validation she didn't get that back from him well fast forward he'd already passed they gave him like full stars and stripes like you know the flag everything because he was in in the service and a few months after that um he showed up when I was asleep, he showed up at the foot of my bed and he showed up with my godmother because he was my godfather, godfather, she was my godmother, his wife, and she like was like there with him and she's like go go she was like pushing him like tell <laughs> tell him what you're here to say. And he was like so he stepped forward and he was like tell all of the girls that I'm sorry. And he specifically was acknowledging all of the daughters because my cousin, well, she's like a second cousin, but she was just one girl. And then there were all the mothers and those aunts and stuff. And he's like, tell them all I'm sorry. And that I'm at peace and that I'm with their mother. I didn't know that he had molested all of his daughters as well. So he wanted to acknowledge and own that and then own it for her as well. And I, of course I passed it on. It was kind of weird. I'm like, Hey y'all, I've never talked, I haven't talked to you in like five years, but your dad popped in (laughs) last night and he wants to say, he's sorry for molesting all of you. You know, like, how do you say that to people? But I said it in the most like gentle possible way possible. And um, so yeah, so people get a lot of healing from them in spirit. And I think we, underestimate how much healing can come from just a mediumship session so the fact that your brother came to you and was trying to help you just to move forward in healing that in itself is just incredible because not a lot of people get that opportunity with their own loved ones in spirit
1: exactly Mm. and i i guess i was going to say too that um sometimes i will cry during the session because they bring something that overwhelms me Mm -hmm. the 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 energy they bring from the other side is is beautiful but also they'll say something that will help me in my life you know that it's relevant to me as well and um i will benefit from it so doing doing it is is wonderful it's like having kind of a constant stream of of insight and it's not always just for my client but also i have found that people come in waves like i'll have like three clients and all at once that they all have the same message mm-hmm. that they're looking for mm-hmm. or you know there's there there are things like that where there's patterns yeah
0: no I noticed the patterns myself like I will have uh like let's say I have 10 people booked that day like three people have the same names four people are from the same place in the in the country you know and so there's just like I'm like and not only that but like if I'm in a mediumship session and someone's like you know yeah Alex is my brother's name you know he meant the world to me and then I'm like the next person I have scheduled's name is Alex. So it's, it's just all those little like synchronicities. I love it. I love, I live yeah. for that. I live for that. <laughs> me too,
1: <laughs> mm. me too. I love that. <laughs> so
0: we talk about this stuff, like we talk about connecting with spirit and channeling and mediumship and all of this work and psychic work and empathy. But, you know, if you look at like TV and you look at, books or you read books and watch what's going on on television. It's always always glorified. It's always like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever done. And my life is PG perfect and everything's great. And you and I know from experience that it is not that easy and it is not that simple. And doing this work has an, it takes an incredible amount of energy. It takes an incredible amount of trying to have a balance there because you can over, you can be overwhelmed. You can be overridden just by the energy exchanges. So like, what, what has that been like for you trying to stay balanced in all of the energy exchanges that come from doing this work for a living?
1: So, you know, like most empaths, I had early childhood trauma and that kind of creates an empath. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it so young that um, it was ingrained in me and um, suppressed until I was about twenty six and in therapy, and I mm. um, and it came out. So I didn't even know I had this trauma because my parents were very loving, and I just I grew up all over the world, so there was a lot of crazy stuff that went on. But I always felt very fearless and very um, like I knew who I was. And um, anyway, it kind of created this ability from a very young age um, to be an empath and because of that you know empaths are created from hard, hardships mm-hmm. and usually we learn how to leave our body because something is happening something bad is happening we learn to leave our body and then all of a sudden oh there's like a whole other realm out here right. so there's a lot of great things that come from that um, but we of course have that victim mentality for a long time until we realize it. And that's one thing I love is teaching and helping people who are empaths to see that, yeah, this was, that might have been bad, but look who you are now. And look what you can do with this. Yeah. This is like, wow, at least you walked away with something, a yeah. parting prize. Like you, There was something good that came out of it. And you have to look at that and and use it it's like don't just squander this gift because then you would really are you have nothing yeah (laughs) you know you just have pain right so i have found that helping other people and doing this work has been um what has reminded me of that every day that there is uh so much that i'm here to do Mm. or i wouldn't be here right now i mean this is this is what god has asked me to do or what um what i've created simultaneously with god (laughs) co-created to um to do in the world Mm. and when you accept that divine purpose when you align with your purpose then everything goes smoothly and it's not hard it's not difficult there's no um it doesn't feel like you're swimming upstream anymore which is what we do most days uh when we're trying to control our life and other people but as soon as you let go and float that ebb and flow you're just going with the current Everything is easy and that's the way life should be.
0: What's the, what's the, cause you talking about like aligning with the purpose and like getting, like matching the energy that is necessary to do this work. What is like your, what is your own personal routine for trying to line up with the energy or line up with your purpose?
1: So, um, you know, channeling, uh, whether, you know, I, I started as a writer when I was like four years old, I knew I was a writer and wanted to write. Um, but I, when I do writing, I do a lot of channeling mm-hmm. and it opens that up. So when I write it, I just, it just flows through me mm-hmm. and I get charged up from it. Mm-hmm. And you can always tell if you're channeling because you get charged up, you feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are using your brain or your own emotions, mm-hmm. you get really tired and like, Oh, I not you know, I'm, too invested in something and it's exhausting me and that's why a lot of people come home from work and they're just exhausted because they did something that wasn't um, with that god energy it wasn't aligned with them so every time i write or do a reading for someone or or do teaching or something that has to do with channeling that energy is basically pulling it down through me um, and it usually helps to put it somewhere else so it's like a conduit Mm. and i see myself as a crystal and it's just like powering through
0: it and it keeps me clear i you know for me i think it's a little harder especially in the morning like i don't start working until like 10 30 just because i used to like get up in early and start working like at eight or nine o'clock and i was just like i can't i can't keep up with just waking up and having an hour or two to get it together and then that's like star that's like old starbucks like processes there where I'm waking up at like 3 30 in the morning and I'm have to be at work at four and I'm up in and up and talking to people and you know so for me I'm like Mm-mm, I can't do this and so when I wake up in the morning I usually don't start working until 10 30 and that gives me and I wake up around six so that gives me like four hours to mentally prepare myself for the day's worth of work and coffee is always helpful coffee helps me to kind of get there Um but just sitting and I now I'm limiting my morning routine to only one hour of news if i'm going to watch the news because it just can make you even more crazier and i'm like i already have my own personal stuff that i have to process every day i don't want to add on to it with all this extra stuff that's coming down um so i i just limit like my news and then i try to do something that makes me feel like i like this is what I'm supposed to be doing or it makes me feel connected. So if I'll, I'll post something on on social media or I'll read something in a book that helps me to get into the right mindset, or I will um, write something and sometimes I channel in the morning with Aja when I'm preparing myself for work. And whenever I do that, I always feel better and more prepared. If I'm running around trying to get everything done before I start working, I'm just like thrown into it and I'm just like, Hey y'all, how you doing? You know, it's good to see you again or whatever. So I, I for me, that's been the process and I, I, it changes over time depending on what's going on or what I'm feeling. Um, do you, do you ever struggle like that in the morning or do you ever like really, it just takes you a while to kind of get there?
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, I usually have a a routine of like, if I'm going to do a reading or, um, if I want to get into something, um, I'll play some meditation music Mm. or, it sounds funny, but sometimes I'll play my own videos mm, where yes. I can I can hear myself channeling, and I can I can tune yeah. into hope my my angel who channels through me most of the time. Yeah. I can hear her, and then it just it just awakens yeah. it really quickly for me,
0: yeah,
1: um, and puts me in that zone. Yeah.
0: No, I, yeah, I think that I've done that myself where I will watch something that I've done, or I'll listen to part of a podcast and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm ready. I'm there. Like, cause I, yes, I like, That's the, yes, <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's almost like it takes me it's, right back there. Mm-hmm. It's funny, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it works. So how do you come down from that? Cause you said that you go, you kind of go into a high after you were doing that kind of work or channeling, although so psychic work can be different and mediumship work can be different, but how do you come down from all of that energy in action after you're done?
1: So it's something that, um, you know, that feeling that I have it lasts all day as mm. far as maybe not as strong, but it's, I just feel happy and relaxed all day long. Mm. So every time I do it, it just, it just keeps me in this, this really beautiful state. Um, if there's a day where I'm not doing it, then I can get caught up in my emotions mm. or, you know, maybe yell at somebody who cut me off or something, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I could be in that, that third dimensional emotional human state. Um, but otherwise I'm not like that. I'm like walking on air mm. if I have done some kind of channeling that, you know, each day. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of, it peters off, but it's not, it doesn't go away yeah. like until the next day. Huh.
0: So have you noticed the same patterns with, cause you have two children and Have you noticed those patterns with your children as far as the way that they process uh, energy or how they interact with energy?
1: Yeah. So I've done work with them. They know, you know, they, of course, they know what I do and they've, they've kind of been to come some of my classes, but um, they're both very interested in it. We talk about different aspects of um, psychic psychism, the universe all the time. Mm. My older one is much more emotional and sensitive. And as soon as I, um, start talking about like um, angels or trying to calm calm him down a little bit uh, tears immediately just mm-hmm. like the shaking and he's like I don't know why I'm like this why do I feel like this I feel really happy but I'm crying yeah. and I'm like yeah it's you're your getting the channeling right now and it'll just like change everything and and heal you know so the other one though is a little more intellectual not so emotional but uh she always wants to um do the channeling herself and she's been asking me to do one-on-one teaching with her because she's she's got it you know Mm. she can do it and uh the other one's psychic too but this one wants she's more entrepreneurial so i feel like she she might want to take over the family business (laughs) like who knows might want to do it but you know
0: that's it's interesting because a lot of people who they have psychic experiences or they start to to have those um energy interactions going on people always think that they have to do something with it like oh i'm supposed to be a psychic now or i'm supposed to go and do this for a living and i'm like no, like you can apply this in whatever you want to do, but you don't necessarily have to go and become a psychic. Like not everybody is designed. You can, if you, if you're really musically inclined, that doesn't mean you have to go and become a professional, you know, singer or professional, you know, piano player and be on stage in front of everybody. You can just be in the back back, backstage writing songs for people who want someone who is musically inclined. So you don't always have to use it in the way that people think you do. Right.
1: Mm. And I was going to say too, um, Every day just, you know, we use our intuition and not everybody realizes what they're doing, but we all call on that. We'll we'll walk by somebody and get this feeling in Mm -hmm. our gut, like, you know, we just did an empathic thing right there Mm -hmm. and not realize that um you can use it in so many ways if you know what you're doing, if you do it consciously. And that's why um learning about it, it's just it's like learning you know, you, you speak English, but you take English classes growing up. Like I already know how to speak English. Mm. So why am I taking these English classes? Well, right. guess what? Now you really know way more about English. right? And it's like, it's just, it is like language mm. and you already know how to do it, but not consciously. So if, if you learn more about it, then it becomes a tool. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think so that's, stru- I think-
0: yeah, I think that's, and that's one of the things that I, I mean, I started to get from you was structure it structure it, structure mm-hmm. it, because you were giving me structure. And before I was like just having pops of psychics, you know, sensing here and there, but there were, really wasn't a structure to me practicing or developing. And then you came along and you provided a structure. And it was a structure that actually helped to propel me and to push me further into mm-hmm. developing as a psychic. Um, I remember,
1: I remember, though, when you were in class, because we did, um, there, there was an um, odd number or something, usually I would end up doing readings, because I remember doing it with you. And that's mm. where you you said something because I I heard you, I don't know if it was with me or I was standing by you, but I heard you do the reading mm. and I was like, what are you what are you doing here? Like, are you <laughs> do you do this already? Or are, you, right. are, you, are you are you kidding me? Like, right. I was like, why you don't you don't you're not like everybody else? No, you, know? you were already. I mean, obviously, you're yeah. already good at it, and that's why I was like who are you <laughs> who sent you well thanks for no, feeding huh? the ego thanks for feeding
0: my ego there uh, no, but you obviously yeah.
1: were already that was a, you were already destined for that
0: yeah so. I think I was freaking out like I was scared because I remember when you were going to take a break from doing the classes because you had other things going on and you were like you should teach the class I was like teach the class like I've only been coming to the group for like <laughs> less than a year like what do you mean teach the class like I just For me, the idea of teaching people how to do this or how to like tune in, I was just like, I didn't feel worthy enough or I didn't feel valid or I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing still. So when you said that or suggested, I was just like, like, I don't, how do you like how can i teach this class you know but i i I get where you're coming from now but back then i had no idea what the hell you were talking about i was like oh she's nuts she thinks i'm gonna teach this class you know
1: well when people said it to me i'm like okay
0: yeah i mean come on if you were teaching like in high school having meditation groups for everybody in the faculty i mean
1: to be fair both my parents um were teachers my mom was um english and drama teacher she was a professional ballerina before that but Mm. she uh she was always theatrical and um but she was a teacher and then my dad uh he was an agricultural engineer Hmm. um, but he did a lot of teaching as well um that's why we're in all these countries but he wrote all these manuals that a lot of countries still use today uh for the irrigation systems and agriculture and uh and then he he taught taught at cal poly for a while and Hmm. now as a retired person he's teaching in um in uh, northern california in different high school and all of that. But I grew up with these two people that always knew everything. Mm. And they were just, they always had an answer. And I was like, well, so do I. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do that, too. So right. I just kind of grew up with teachers. And I, I was like, "Well, um, I should be a teacher, I guess.
0: Well, speaking of, of being the go to person and people coming to you for all the answers, like, there's something that I've noticed is that because we are psychic and mediums and channelers and spiritually uh, inclined people, people expect us to know everything, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah, and read their mind, right? Actually. I know exactly. Like yeah, like you know, like there's this person that I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, like what do you think about this person? I'm like, okay, like what are you actually asking me? Because I have no idea what you're talking about, you know. <laughs> so how do you deal with that? How do you deal with having to be this go-to person for a lot of people?
1: Well my um my kids do that especially. Um my younger ones like, what is a cat thinking right now? <laughs> Things like that. She's really obsessed yeah. with the cats. But um sometimes I'll do like little readings for them. But um yeah, it's it's like, you know, not now. I just don't feel like it right now. Yeah. But um when somebody expects me to do a channeling or reading just like that Mm. it's like I have to get into that it's 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 a thing that a state of mind where I I can't just do it off the fly because if I walked around just with with my psychic doorway open and just feeling and seeing everything all the time I would go insane you can't do that so I have this big door that's shut and I just open it when I'm ready to do something Mm. so when somebody comes to me I'm like well I I don't know (laughs) <laughs> I don't have my doorway open right yeah. now, Huh. Um, but sometimes I'll be sitting in a restaurant or something and, or I'll walk by somebody and I will see their past life. Like they'll see them running around with like a gun mm. and like world war one helmet or something. Right. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs>
0: <Thanks."> <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah
1: sometimes things are like that will happen, but yeah. it's not normal.
0: Yeah. I am not okay with going out in public and just approaching people randomly. And, you know, I'm like, you see that on TV, people are like, you know, Oh, do you go? I'm like, no, 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 I don't do that. <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm, because first of all, I, I have an agreement with the universe that I'm that they need to come to me. If you want me to help somebody bring them to me and then I will work with them. But I'm not just going to randomly approach people because I feel like, first of all, it's like, I feel like it's a disrespect of their, free choice there. Although if they're really pushing me to approach someone, I mean, it's one of those things where I have to weigh it out, but I don't want to force myself or anything that I do on anybody. And so that's, you know, for me, that's my own personal boundary. But when it comes to like friends and people that I know, they'll be texting me like, Hey, this is going on. What do you see? You know, I'm just like, and I, I'm like, I do this full time for a living and then I offer it for free every week for people to ask their questions. And then like, I'm not a one 800 ask a psychic. Like I'm not like your <laughs> personal psychic, you know, go in one of the, the the days when I'm doing it for free and like, ask me whatever, but or it, get a retainer or like, yeah, right. Get or a get a retainer, retainer. Exactly. Where people can like ask me whatever, but they've, they've, you know, Oh yeah, you've got like two more years worth of retainer. You can ask me whatever for two more years. Like, yeah, no, I'm like yeah. when I'm off, I am off. I'm not even <laughs> going to entertain psychic. So stuff and so yeah. when if i'm not working or doing it then i am i'm completely checked out mentally and every now and then they'll try really hard to get my attention and i'll see these little like i'll see the sparkles or the little like things in the air that look like fireflies and i'm like okay y'all are really trying to get my attention but it's usually when i'm watching tv or i'm like not even in the right mindset to want to do anything about it so i'm like y'all need to come back when i'm working on a day when i'm working yeah i will totally <laughs> help you but i'm not going to do it just right now because i need to be here right now i need to be in my own right right
1: i mean we we have our life too (laughs) yeah we're not just um you know a walking source of information yeah
0: so (laughs) so after you've done this for a long time and you've been not only teaching this work but you've also been doing readings for people etc um Uh do you do, do you feel like at times you found yourself getting too caught up in the work or lost in the work where you don't kind of feel like yourself because you're so busy working or doing the work that you don't have anything else outside of you that you're engaged in or involved in that feels like you
1: well um just ever since I've had children I I always feel like there's a definite life outside of that
0: Mm.
1: because they'll remind me (laughs) very quickly like (laughs) that other people need stuff (laughs) and Um, it has kept me down more down to earth, but, uh, yeah, I do. I like to just, you know, have a friend to go out with and just talk about nothing and just, you know, enjoy, uh, life, you know, food and travel and all of that stuff. I mean, I'm here because I really obviously love earth and I want the experiences. So I need that. I need to be who I am as well. Uh, one of the problems that I found doing this professionally is, um, that people who come to my classes or come to me as a client, who I am for them, they think that's who I am. Mm. And it's like seeing an actor, uh, you know, Batman, and you see him in person be like, it's Batman. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Batman. Um, and I guess what I'm saying is, you know, people see, um, you know, that's, that's my work. And if you go into any office, you might talk to a CEO, but if you saw him at 8 PM, you know, he's just kicking back watching TV with his dogs. Like he's a different person. So my, my struggle has been, you know, people putting me on a pedestal and then maybe they, like somebody will see me out in the store. Like you look really different. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm in a normal you know, I don't know. I just don't have my scarf today, but, (laughs) um, I guess that's, you know, that's the only thing is, um, I don't like that pedestal thing. Mm. And it did happen for a long time. Um, and it's really my angel that everybody feels and loves when she's around me, everybody falls in love with her, Mm. but, as a person, you know, I have a whole range of emotions. I'm not just this wonderful positive love and lie. person. Yeah, positivity, <laughs> love and lie. Love and yes, lie. That's <laughs> that's her. And when right. she's with me, mm. she's like, This is who this is what we're doing right now because mm. she's channeling through me. Um, but you know, on a normal day, I'm just a normal person, you know?
0: Yeah. I have a bad case of resting bitch face. So (laughs) I, when I'm out or doing whatever, like, I just don't even realize what's going on with my face. And it isn't until I interact with people that it changes because I've gotten used to, Oh, I need to go into that mode because I'm not trying to have any kind of uncomfortableness. I want people to feel comfortable around me. So I go into that mode. But I was like, sometimes I forget. And like when I'm doing like the podcast or I'm recording myself on video, I'm like, oh my God, I look really mad or like really angry. When it's (laughs) not that at all. I just, when I'm getting into thought, I just have this like resting bitch face. Yeah, yeah.
1: I get that too. Um, My husband used to always say, are you mad? Are you mad? Yes. I literally (laughs) have no thoughts in my head. Right. And that's just me just...
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, he ask it's the same way. He asked me all the time. He's like, Are you okay? Are you mad? I'm like, No, I'm fine. Like, I'm actually inside. I'm like joyful. I'm like joyful. Yeah. But my face is we like,
1: shut down. Yeah. It's like,
0: Yeah. So it's, I think it's more of an internal, like, we're, because we're such, we're so connected to our spirit side that we're just kind of regressed into that energy where we're not really engaging with our. Physical body as much so our body, right. you know, goes into that mode, <laughs> shut down, shut down. You know, so yeah, it it'll off. be as like, well, are you okay? Is something wrong? Are you okay? I'm just like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like I, my mind is not even any on anything that would be painful for me or is even like making me mad or nothing. I'm just <laughs> in my own little head, just scatterbrained, you know, just wherever I am. So it's like, do yeah. I have to be smiling all the time? Do I have to be like in this joyful state all the time? No, no. Like I think this whole mentality that everything is love and light and just like only positivity, only positivity. And for me, I'm just like, we're in a physical world here intentionally to experience the range of the human experience. Why the hell would we want to just only be love and light here? That's what we are in the, like the higher state. Exactly. Why the hell would I just want to be that here? Like, that's <laughs> not why I came here, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, we are, um, doing this work. It's like, we bring it through and use it as a tool, mm. but that's not who we are hundred percent of the time. Um, and we don't need to be, but I think it's great to bring it through. And just like we go to a massage therapist mm. and it relaxes our body makes us feel better. Mm. Um, channeling does the same thing. It's just, it's a necessary tool, um, to navigate life.
0: Yeah. So do you feel like, have you been noticing that right now the energy is just really thick and intense out there with everybody else or with like just us as a, as a planet and everything that's going on? Have you been noticing or picking up on that?
1: So, I mean, I mainly stay kind of sheltered from things. Like, I don't look at the news and things Mm. like that. But if I'm on Facebook or, you know, I'll see people talking about certain things. And I always joke I don't need the news because, like, if something important was happening, it will be on Facebook. Right. (laughs) Everybody run. Right. It'll it'll be there. Right. Um, So I just don't worry about it. Um, But I do – I know that there is – I just see everything is like chicken little like the sky is always falling mm-hmm. there's people are always thinking some bad things happen it's always been that yeah. way and i'm like i mean what if it does like,
0: yeah yeah
1: there is no there is no end there is no there's no end to our existence mm-hmm. so no matter what happens yeah. it doesn't really happen i don't know it's it's i don't have worry because i'm in touch with Universe, which is like I said, it's swirly, whirly, mm. not timey, wimey. Mm. It's basically, it's not linear, and like there's gonna be an end, yeah. or you do all the things right and you get a prize at the end and like graduate. It's just all happening at once, and we're all just energy and consciousness, just a thought. And so, like when you have a thought, you know, it's it, just imagine that being the whole universe. So anything that happens here, I don't, I don't stay stuck in it like mm. mud you know, and I just kind of float above and like, it's, it'll pass. Mm. Do
0: you have, do you have any kind of method to limiting like those? Well, first of all, with, with your husband, like, is he very open to this stuff? Is he very uh, interested in this topic or in this stuff himself?
1: So uh, he actually, He's like eight and a half years older than me or something, and so he started earlier Mm, mm. (laughs) on his spiritual journey. He's more of a seeker, though. I just kind of did it, but he's always been a seeker, and so he read all these Castaneda books, and he was really um, interested in tarot. He'd been to psychics and things like that. He he was born in Turkey. He lived in Austria, and then um, he's been in the States a long time. But he's always been uh, very intuitive. He's more clairvoyant. Um, His guys talk to him a lot. So he'll always be like, no, this is not the right time. Mm. We have to wait. Or he'll say, okay, this is going to happen. He's always known the course of things, mm-hmm. and so I look to him for that because mm-hmm. I'm always in this moment. Mm-hmm. He's he sees the course of things. But we met online, um Yahoo personals, way back when, mm-hmm. was it almost 17 years ago. Wait, is that
0: a chat room, or is that? A, it's a, you... <laughs> no,
1: it's it's a, it's like Yahoo had a personals thing where oh. you put a personals add up. Oh, okay. And so I I was like I had gotten divorced already, it had been a little while, and I was just tired of the dating scene and all that. I was like, I just, I just wanted to finish this. Like, just, let's just get somebody that's going to be stable and, and it'll be good. So I put that up and I ended up getting a message from him and we did a phone call and he said, bring your tarot deck with you. And I was like, how did you know I had a tarot deck? <laughs> like, we didn't even talk about anything. Right. He's like, well, you do, don't you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then I show up. And I see him across the parking. He was at Starbucks. I see him across the parking lot, and um, and I knew him. That was it. Mm. And uh, he moved in with me that night. It's been seventeen years. That's funny. We both knew. Yeah, that it was just we we're both psychic. So I'm
0: so. So he doesn't do this work for a living, right? He does other things, or he he's in another business.
1: He's a programmer. Mm. Um, he does IT and programming for mental. a company. Yeah, it's very mental. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's he's definitely up in his head mm. and problem solver and. Yeah. Mm.
0: So when you're going through something in, energetically or emotionally or whatever, like, does he help you sometimes when you're not, when your normal tactics aren't working, does he help to provide like an additional anchor to help settle things down he, or calm things down?
1: He is, he's very good at that. I, I laugh that, you know, we don't argue. I argue. <laughs> and he just looks at me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. literally like yeah. no matter if i if i'm upset about something he'll go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's that that's our argument yeah. <laughs> like i understand like he's just he doesn't have a lot of problems and you yeah. know in his life he's just very laid back and um he just kind of balances me mm. you know
0: yeah i ed's as, as a Um, he's an atheist or agnostic, I guess. And so he, he's one of those where he's like, "Mm, I'm not really, I don't really care about any of that stuff. So I don't really talk to him in depth about this, this kind of stuff. So it's nice to have people who I can connect with, with it because he has no interest in it whatsoever, but he also can't explain everything that I do. So he's like, well, I don't know what you're doing exactly, but you know, you're obviously doing something, but
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: And, but I think it has to do with religion because he grew up in a Christian Background and he went to Christian school and all that other stuff, which I understand because I went to Catholic school and I went to, um I grew up in the Catholic uh, background. And so that starts you off on that path of religion and everything. But then you come into this with being, I, <laughs> tell him I'm like I think I'm the abomination of everything I'm not like I'm supposed to not be because I was married I my I was born out of wedlock I am a psychic and then I'm also gay and on top you know and so and in today's society I'm Hispanic which is another apparently negative so I'm like the abomination of everything that shouldn't be
1: (laughs) that's why I love (laughs) yeah
0: so I was like why haven't I blown up yet like why haven't I (laughs) self-destructed if you know I'm not supposed to be here so for me it's like one of those things yeah so uh, so you've written a few books and you know people don't. May not know that you're an author so tell me about these books i know i've got two of them right here i've got the um words of hope which is the journal of inspiration from a guardian angel which i was looking at and that's your that's your daughter there so i just recognized that yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't even realize that when i first saw it i was like wait a minute that's her daughter and then there's the psychic way which is the other one which is uh, a good book about how to develop psychically um also so um what what are the books that you have going on right now
1: Okay. So, yeah, I did write one a uh, while back, um, A Reason to Smile. Um, and that is basically just some channelings, like talking about the universe mm-hmm. and um, who we are and stuff. That's that's also available on Amazon along with those two. Uh, it's a s- shorter book. And then The Psychic Way is a workbook. And I know people have tried to sit and just read it. Mm. And I'm, I warn them. And then they tell me later, yeah, I, I haven't gotten very far. I'm taking, it's full of exercises and it should be done over like a year period or, right. you know, several months. But it's it goes great along with my classes because they're progressive. They they, they go through the steps mm. and I have the book set up that way. So if you want to learn on your own at home, the book is um, a great way to just do that. The other one is a great complimentary book. And it is basically channel messages from my guardian angel hope. And every page has like a quote Mm. like angel cards basically, and you can flip it open to, um, a page each day Mm. and it'll say something that may spring something on for you, some thought, but it's meant to be written in. It's meant to help you, uh, channel yourself. And so when you get that energy from that angel, from those words, kind of sit with it for a moment Mm -hmm. like meditate it's it's meant to be used uh kind of even along with the other book and you can write down some things and it it, after a while using that every day for a week a couple weeks you'll start seeing you start channeling Mm. and it's a very subtle tool
0: Mm. i um that's really helpful because that's, you know, it's what I was saying earlier that I, like right now I, and I'm one of those types where I will pick up a book and then I'll read something and then I'll put it down for months and then I'll pick it up. Like, up again and then I'll do mm-hmm. it. But it's one of those things where like, if you do it every day, or if you just ha- need something to kind of push you or propel you that can help people to kind of focus on something and just sit with it and allow it to kind of evolve within them, however, it's going to evolve so that they can kind of start to move forward in, in a direction that might help them get some clarity about what they're struggling with or what they're dealing with.
1: Right. And it's, I feel like there's not a whole lot out there as far as teaching psychic development. So I feel like those of us who can should mm-hmm. um, get that information out and make it uh, readily available. So if you go to my website, it's Ingridcarasinger.com. But if you go to the readingsbyingrid.com, most people it's easier to remember how to write that mm-hmm. readingsbyingrid.com. It'll, it'll take you to that. It has a lot of, uh, articles that, uh, some of them are in my book. So it's, it's just free information and it should help people on all sorts of subjects, like, um, from channeling to, you know, my recent post is who is God. And it talks a little bit about that, um, which versus psychic Oracle versus psychic, just kind of explaining a lot of things, mm. um, as I know them. So it's a great resource that's free. And of course my YouTube channel um, has m- me helping take you through guided meditations and all of that. I've just tried to make a lot of free information just because I know there's not a whole lot out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think with, with psychic development, I mean, there's so many things out there where you have to pay this much or that much when it's just basic stuff that should be available to everybody. It's why I made my psychic development class on YouTube free because it was like everybody, like if I'm going to work with somebody or help somebody develop, I want them just to have the basics down because I don't want to spend a large amount of time just trying to give them basics that they should already come in with, you know? So, so I think you're providing people the basics and some essentials that they need to be able to make sense of all of this, because when you start to develop psychically, you're kind of thrown in by something. um, And you're aren't always given a roadmap for what you should be doing or which direction you should be going with this. Um, so we, before we, before we started to, to record for the podcast, you were talking about how you had been doing a lot of work with helping clients and people who they want to write a book or they want to write articles mm-hmm. or they want to do work in this, but they're not sure how to structure themselves or how to work on that. So what has that been like for you? Cause I know you're doing a lot more of that now these days.
1: So, yeah, I, I kind of branched out into, you know, Um, I am a writer as well. So it's, it's been wonderful to help other people. Um, I've been helping clients with, um, doing some social media, like, you know, PR marketing, um, with helping with editing. I help, um, I'm working on one lady's book right now. I've, it's like her fifth book. I've done four of her books for editing and publishing on Amazon. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I also feel like what I need to do right now is help those who are starting out with the small business, whether they're psychic or a healer or massage therapist, it could be any small business. I've been doing this work for 20 years and I feel like, um, I can really help, uh, basically help a person get started or take them to the next level Mm -hmm. and what they're doing. A lot of it's intuitive for, on my part, I, I use all of my abilities, Mm -hmm. but also, um, you know, getting them set up and helping them with articles or helping them understand what it is that, uh, will, um, expand their business.
0: Yeah. It's funny because the, a few days ago when we were chatting via a message, I had just come from my walk and in my walk I was like they were like you need to reach out to Ingrid because you need to work on a book together or there's something that you need to work on with books and stuff and I'm writing and I was like I don't know I was like I am i don't know she might be too busy or my stuff might be going on I'm like well and then I was like okay I'll think you know I'll think about it or I'll I'll, get, I'll connect with her on it and then right like I got home within the hour of being home back from my walk you're like I've been told by my guys that we're supposed to work on a book together and I was just like laughing my ass off I was like they
1: went to both of us and I know.
0: Like, like this bitch i was like first of all these these assholes like they went around me and then and then i was like this bitch is coming back into so i was it was hysterical because i was like okay i get i get it it's obvious so it's just funny they're how like, come on guys. yeah, yeah so whenever they're wanting to do something it's funny how they're like if they don't get through in one channel they're going to try again to, to do it in another way or try to, to do it in another way um and that they do that all the time like if you're not listening or if you're not getting the message they're gonna like listen motherfucker like you need to do something to change this <laughs> here's how to do it and so they'll find a different way to get it to us um how often do you do you have that happen where they just don't go they they're not getting through to you so they're like let me go to somebody else and maybe she'll get the message
1: i mean um never <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: pretty receptive <laughs>
1: you're you're the only uh, you know other psychic that i really talk to Mm. so i don't know that anybody else would get that message so easily that's funny um sometimes like errol will pick up on something and and push uh, it's interesting you said that ed does the
0: same thing like he'll i will be concerned about something or whatever and then like within the day he'll be like so i've been thinking and then he'll bring it up it's just like i read it on reddit or i saw this or i saw that and i'm like oh okay so now they're 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 trying to they trying to collaborate with us here. So <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah.
1: Or ambush. Or ambush. Yeah. 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 All right. It's like the parent trap or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, what is the website again? So for people who are listening and who want to check you out, where, where do they go?
1: So um, it's readingsbyingrid.com mm-hmm. or ingridcarisinder.com. I know my last name's a little harder. So readingsbyingrid.com is a great way to go. Yeah. And, um, I have, you know, everything on there about me, uh, you know, how to contact me about my classes and
0: yeah. And you're still, you're um, on social media too. You're on YouTube and you're on Facebook, Instagram.
1: Yeah. I'm everywhere. Yeah. Definitely. Can you get to those,
0: uh, can you get to, to them through your website?
1: Um, so if you look up, um, if you looked up my name, like Googled it, Ingrid Kersinger, it actually will pull up my Twitter, my Instagram and mm. just pull up everything. Like you can just it's all on there but um yeah the best way to do it is to go on my facebook because i do have everything readily uh, clickable mm. right under my bio on facebook so just look me up on facebook
0: well thank you for waking up and getting <laughs> getting camera ready you were like we're doing audio or i was like we're on camera you know I'm like, oh gosh I'm I was like, yeah, I'm gonna use some video for this too. So, but thank you for making the time for me, and thank you for being on the podcast. And
1: yes, uh, and I, thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course, absolutely. <laughs>
0: If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, then like, share, and review my show on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and for more information about myself and the work that I do, check out my website at www.fernandomarone.com. Till next time, kiddos, and be sure to have yourselves a namaste.